0: we have a lot of laughs through the process and by going through the process it brings up lots of stories as well you know just our experiences growing up and what we've shared every now and then she'll will catch me sitting down looking at photographs and she goes no no that's not a good use of your time right now so she'll bring me back to reality also but it's definitely helped our relationship
1: Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now here's the show.
2: Today we have two special guests in a Kumari first. We have siblings, a brother-sister duo that tidied their way to joy. Kevin is a gaming inventor and SparkJoy podcast fan from Connecticut, and his sister Sheila is a certified KonMari consultant with Morganize in Vancouver. She helps people find more happiness in their life by organizing their homes and workplaces. Welcome to Spark SparkJoy, Sheila and Kevin. Thank you. Thank Hi, you.
3: Karen. Hi, Kristen. Thank you.
1: We'll start with Sheila. Tell us about your KonMari journey. What led you to taking an interest in becoming a tidying professional?
3: Well, I kind of think about it as starting uh, many years ago when I moved from California to Singapore. I had to pack up my whole house and fit it all in a 20-foot container. And a friend of mine said to me who had moved internationally, only take it if you love it or you need it. And that's, you know, she said, strongly recommended not to do storage, saying that I'd forget what I had and that my style would change. And I didn't really think I had a style to worry about. But at any rate, I took her advice. And uh, I've had that kind of reduced uh, living ever since. And I really liked it. So I kind of connected with the simplicity of the KonMari approach. And in 2016, I had taken a hiatus from the corporate world. And I read Marie Kondo's book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And simultaneously, she had introduced her consultant courses. And I enrolled in the second course and finished up my training in December of 2016.
2: Sheila, that is a beautiful story. And Kevin, can you tell me a little bit about your journey when it comes to getting introduced to KonMari? Was it your sister that kind of sparked you to start to focus on tidying?
0: Sure. You know, I guess what sparked me was my dresser that was right by my bed that I would have to look at day in and day out. It just got, at the top of it, just got more and more crowded and it was a mess and I didn't know where to begin to clean it up. And I had thought back on, well, a number of years ago, even actually before Sheila took her, her class with Marie Kondo, her horse, we had a, uh, an aunt had passed away and Sheila flew east. We're, I'm here in the Connecticut area. Sheila flew east and help me clear out my aunt's apartment and get that thing all organized and I was so impressed and thankful that Sheila helped that that's what planted the seed and then as I was facing all my mess in my own home and hearing that Sheila was taking some sort of course I said well tell me a little bit more about it Sheila Well, maybe you can help me and Sheila was game for it although my dear wife Mary was like well wait a minute here wait wait not <laughs> so fast and uh, as we talked about it subsequently, Mary said, Hey, you know, it's just not easy having somebody come into your house, whether it's a, an in law or, or maybe particularly an in law, but Sheila and, and Mary get along fine. But it was more just an embarrassment factor because we've been in our home for 30 years. Clutter has happened. We raised two kids. And then finally, for my birthday about a year ago, Mary said, All right, your sister Sheila can come and help us start to get some control of this clutter. So that's where it all started for me.
1: Send you are both. A little bit of a distance from each other, how did you make the distance between Vancouver and Connecticut work out as far as doing a tidying festival together?
0: <laughs> well, I can say Sheila has a absolute passion for this. For me, it was easy. All I had to do was pick up the phone and say, Sheila, you want to fly from Vancouver to Connecticut? And she would say, absolutely. So Sheila, you can take over. But it amazed me. What was just, I call the clutter my kryptonite, it just paralyzed me. And what I, I couldn't do anything with it, but Sheila seems to live for this type of thing. So Sheila, why were you willing to why were you willing to go so far? Uh, well, I
3: like to travel. That's one thing. And I actually always kind of envisioned my Kanmari consulting service as one that included trips to other locations. So it was fit in right with my vision of what I'd be doing to travel to to declutter. And it's a chance for me to spend time with Kev. I mean, we are from a large family, seven kids in New York. And we had a bit of a diaspora and we are all spread out in a couple of different countries, in fact. And so Kevin and I haven't lived near each other for a very, very, very long time. So I did a calculation and we spent uh, 20 days decluttering and I think it's more time together in the last nine months than it had been in the previous 40 years.
0: Probably so. Probably so.
3: <laughs> Kevin, tell us a little bit about the
1: details of your home. Right? A little bit about like how many bedrooms, what the square footage is, just some general idea of, of what the project looked like.
0: Sure. Yeah, so our home is, it's approximately 2,500 square feet and we've got four bedrooms. Technically, I guess you'd say four bedrooms. One of the bedrooms is the master bedroom and that's downstairs and it's a decent sized room uh, has a bathroom with it. So that's where my wife and I are. And then upstairs, there's three small bedrooms and the downstairs is just sort of an open pattern. So the kitchen and the living room, the dining room area, big, open, kind of a Connecticut cottage look to it. So that's the layout. And I, we found that probably one of the worst rooms in the house was the one that you could never see. And that was the garage, because anything that was just taking up space and clutter, I would just keep throwing in the garage to try to keep that open area but it's a, a Connecticut cottage, and through the the techniques that Sheila brought to it, we cleaned it up real nicely, and now that it's a serene Connecticut cottage.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, garages tend to be one of those spaces that accumulate what we call delayed decisions, mm. and that basically means that if you don't know what else to do with it, you just put it in a place like the garage, because then you can put off having to decide what to do with it until it becomes overwhelming. Right. Well, Kevin, tell us a little bit about the space, about your home and what the project was like. What were some of the, the goals and the vision, as we know, is such, such an important thing in Kanmai that you had for your home? What was kind of behind your thinking of the ideal life that you wanted to lead once Sheila came and helped you?
0: Yeah. And it's funny. I, I don't think we even took I know I wasn't taking that even that much of a strategic look at it. For me it was, oh, every single day in my room and in, in the closet in our bedroom there was just so much clutter and my initial goal was just to to clear that out and help that space work for me because that's where we spend so much of our time. If there were to be a vision and that came subsequent would be, you know, I find that clutter just stresses me out. So if I can get rid of the clutter wherever it may be and lighten up my stress load then that's what you know, my goal was so we started with the bedroom, and I—I I guess I thought maybe that was all it was going to be. And then when my wife Mary and I saw how much it changed us and how freeing it felt to have the bedroom fixed, then my wife said, "Well, maybe she'll could come back and help me with, her, you know, Mary, with Mary's office." And then from that, it went to the garage and then to our kitchen. So we just kept adding on to it as we went along, and I think the vision actually came out of that rather than having it in the beginning. We just. Sort of, we saw so much more benefit than we ever could have imagined in the beginning.
1: You know, earlier, Sheila had mentioned that she had kind of acquired an interest in a more minimal lifestyle as part of her journey. Was there a part or a time that you were concerned that she would want you to just get rid of a whole lot more things and you felt comfortable doing? How did you work that out as far as your different perspectives on how much clutter, how many things you needed to have around you in your home?
0: Yeah, no, I think that I was totally open for that. And Sheila may have a different perspective on it, but I felt like I was totally open for it and was willing to part with a lot of things quite easily. I think for Mary, it was a little bit harder at first. And then I think as she watched me get rid of things and say goodbye to them, that it became easier for her. So I think Sheila and I were kind of in sync in the sense that I like a clutter free environment as well. So uh, again, I think it was for helpful for Mary to see that happen. And then she got there. She found her way there as well.
2: I remember when I tidied with my brother and my sister-in-law, when I first started practicing kumari, and that was all in preparation for my certification. With family members, it's a little hard to remain objective sometimes. Did you find that challenging?
3: Well, I can probably speak to this a little bit because I kind of had the same experience, Kristen. I took my training. And I was staying at one of my sister's houses in San Francisco. And I kept telling her how she had to use me and that I had to, you know, have at her, (laughs) at her stuff. And she didn't have a readiness or an interest. I later helped her with a, a pretty good sized project. But it was through that experience and through gaining experience with other clients that I really embraced the power of the neutral, you know, that, Clients really need to come to me. I got very clear on my business vision that I can help clients with the knowledge and the ability to get something done. They have to have reached a point where they have a need for a change and desire for the change. Once those things are there, I kick in. So when I work with a client, I they get a combination of gentle and powerful. And it's such an interesting, nuanced process, the Kanmari process. Using neutral language makes people not feel judged and and making sure that they know that they're making the decisions based on what sparks joy for them. They get that message again and again when I'm working with them. Kevin and I were talking about the fact that sometimes when we were doing the process, he'd ask me my opinion. And when I'm in Kanmari mode, I I don't give an opinion. I simply will ask a question to help the person reflect. And I said, well, do you want an answer from your sister or from your consultant? So... uh, (laughs) So, any he would choose.
0: <laughs> well, I would choose. i said, no, give me, I need my sister now. I need, I need somebody <laughs> in the show who goes, well, as your sister, I'd get rid of it. But I go, okay, good. That's all I needed to know. And then we jump back into consultant mode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's a great compromise. And speaking of your process, were there other moments where you felt like maybe this would never end? Or Kevin, did you ever <laughs> feel like giving up
0: at any point in time? You know, it's funny. I felt just the opposite. Every time Sheila came and again, she's been here four times, and each time it's been about four days where we've tackled a, a different project. And I am totally, you know, there's a lot of work. And I think the biggest shock was the first day when everything came out of our closet and was sitting on our bed. And I said, oh, what did we get into? I think that was the only time I felt it. But once I saw the process and how it worked, then I was totally on board and have embraced and asked for and requested Sheila's time and attention to keep this moving along. So no, it's it was just that initial moment.
1: Well, now that you are on the other side, at least of the bulk of the work, do you feel that your perspective or that this idea of living your best life has carried over to other aspects of your life besides just the, the amount of things that you have in your home. Now, for example, has it impacted your work life at all or, or your other relationships, your friendships in the world or your finances or your health, the way that you manage your health these days. Have you noticed that other things in your life have changed for the better?
0: Well, yes, you know, it's it's funny I do because I have listened to your podcast a number of times and I really like how the philosophy starts to go over into many aspects of one's life and i've been conscious of that and i think a couple things one i tend to be a bit of a, a minimalist and i i like a low stress environment so i think generally i'm there to begin with however by having less clutter around i just feel i'm more efficient with my time i'm not caught up in either looking for things and getting frustrated because i can't find them because of the clutter so I feel that just my overall use of time has improved because of that. And the other way it's helped me is purchases. I am now much more conscious about what comes into the house than I was before. So I have the philosophy. I believe in the philosophy. And I really look at things and say, all right, is this something that really will you know spark joy or what you want to call it in me? Is it something that, that I really desire? Or is it maybe not? Or hold off for a little bit because maybe it's not that important. So I've found that there's much less time on Amazon these days because I look at things a little bit more critically as to where they would fit in our life.
2: The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey.
1: If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all.
2: Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community, as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion.
1: Visit SparkJoyPodcast.com and click on Join the Club to get started. And now back to
2: the show. Wow. So it's had a big impact definitely on your life holistically here. How has it impacted your relationship with your sister?
0: I think it's brought us closer. Sheila said, you know, we hadn't, you know, there'd be the probably every few months we'd have a a short phone call, but we've had a lot of time together and we get when she's here, uh, when she does a good job, which she always does, she gets rewarded with a nice dinner, right, Sheila? I do. Uh, <laughs> so we get to go. Marry. Mary, Mary, Shill and I go out for a real nice dinner. And, uh, and we have a lot of laughs through the process. And by going through the process, it brings up lots of stories as well. You know, just our experiences growing up and what we've shared. Every now and then, she'll will catch me sitting down looking at photographs. And she goes, no, nope, no, nope, that's not a good use of your time right now. So she'll bring me back to reality also. But it's definitely helped our relationship.
3: And I'd like to point out that Kevin did not give me a noogie one time while we did this. <laughs>
0: That's
3: true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of guilt in that laugh. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. yeah I, I did do that many times, didn't I, Sheila? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Once or twice.
1: Well, I have to say that I have not tidied with a family member, and I cannot even imagine it when I think about the family members in my life who probably could use a good consultant. I know that I would not be the right person for them in particular. Although, you know, I certainly can see in some relationships that it would be really uh, just kind of perfect, especially as you're just getting started as a consultant. Sheila, would you say that working with your brother in that kind of intensive manner has impacted your work with clients? And how would you say it's influenced how you manage a session with the clients that you have now?
3: Yeah, I think it's helped a lot because, well, first of all, it's been a big project. Um, This is a home they've been in for 30 years, and we did it extremely thoroughly. Because I'm working with my brother and my sister-in-law, I could sometimes ask them to tell me what they were feeling in a way that I wouldn't ask a, a client. You know, how did you feel when I did X or how did you feel when I did Y? And they were very open. They were quick to share their preferences and what their reactions were. Mostly it helped me understand how powerful it is not to use neutral language that, you know, when they, when my sister-in-law told me she was nervous about being judged and then to come back and say, oh, it was so different. You know, I didn't feel that at all. And that's absolutely what I was trying to achieve. So maybe if it was a client, somebody I didn't have this full life relationship with, they might not have shared with me what they had been thinking in the background. So I got a little bit of an inside look into at least one client uh, couple's thinking. And I think it helped me in terms of sensitivity with other clients. It just reinforces the power of coming in as an outsider with great neutrality.
2: I love it. I love this brother-sister tidy. I'm such a fan. <laughs> and I would also would love to know what your favorite tidying tip is, Sheila?
3: I like to remind people that 70% is full. So I like to point out that, you know, if they're filling up a bookshelf or a drawer that if they shoot for 70%, that they're always going to have room to move things around, to access what's in there and to put things away. So if, you know, some items come into the house that it's no stress and they don't have to come up with a new solution, so, in fact, it's often my client's favorite tip that, you know, 70% is full.
2: Love it. Nothing like a little bit of empty space.
3: <laughs> and Kevin,
2: as a dedicated Spark Joy listener, we'd love for you to share your favorite tidying tip, either one you've heard on the show or one you've heard from your sister.
0: Perhaps it's the most basic one. And it took at least a few trips from Sheila before I really started to get it. But, you know, if I looked at my class in the beginning, I'd say, okay, what do I want to get rid of? Because that's just either the way it's been taught or or just as the most natural, what do I want to get rid of? And Sheila taught me, no, 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 no. Everything comes out and we do it the reverse. We say, what goes back? What do you want to keep? What sparks joy? And that took a long time for me really to really own that. So now it's, I get there much shorter now. So when these issues come up, I don't look at things as, okay, what do I want to get rid of? Is But is this something I really want to hold on to? So I think that's something that's helped me as I've moved forward.
3: Oh, and Kev, can I add the sparkly tip that we came up with that one morning when you are wrestling with your coffee maker?
0: Oh, my goodness. We had gotten a new coffee maker in the kitchen, and, and it's been you know 10 years, 15 years, we had the other one. So finally, we break down, we get a new coffee maker, but then we find out that this thing's bigger than the other one, and it's kind of tight underneath the cabinet. So it's frustrating because now when you want to make coffee, you got to drag the thing out. And it's just, it's one more thing. We were complicating our life rather than making it easier. So I, maybe I had said something in passing to Sheila about it. And then the next morning, Sheila wakes up and says, I figured it out. And I said, you figured what out, Sheila? She goes, I figured out how we're going to fix the coffee maker situation. I didn't know that was even to be figured out. She said, felt tips, we're going to put little felt coasters on the bottom of the shoe, So now you don't have to drag it across the, the countertop it'll just slide easily. And I happen to have some of those felt tips. We pop them on and that solves the problem. So not only is Sheila <laughs> doing this during the day when she's awake, she's also doing it in the middle of the night. That was a fun little a fun little tip to learn that even little things like that, there are ways to make things work better for you.
1: That's one of the great things about being an organizer is that you develop kind of a toolkit of solutions for little problems like that. And So that doesn't surprise me at all that she was able to come up with something so unique and so perfect for your little dilemma. Sheila, what is sparking the most joy for you these days?
3: I would have to say gardening. So I've just about to plant uh, my veggie garden. I have a little plot at a community garden and I'm sort of new to it. And I'm still in shock that radishes actually grow after I put the seeds in there. So that's what I'm looking forward to.
1: Oh, I love that. I'm a huge gardening fan myself. I haven't been able to do it for a long time, but I definitely miss it. So I share your enthusiasm for that. Kevin, what about you? What is sparking the most joy for you these days?
0: I recently, as you had mentioned, I'm a game inventor. So we came up with a new game that had been on the drawing board. My son actually came up with the idea about three years ago. And between my son and my business partner, we've been working on it and working on it and working on it over the last three years. And finally turned the corner and introduced it at Toy Fair in New York City. And people loved it. And we're going to be bringing that to market soon. So we're excited about that. Well, congratulations on that.
2: That's huge. And before we close out today, we want to make sure that our listeners can find both of you. So Sheila, if you could tell us a way they can keep in touch.
3: Sure. You can uh, find my website. at Morganize.ca. That's M-O-R-E-G-A-N-I-Z-E, as they say in Canada, dot C-A. Or Facebook, it's Morganize123. I'd love to hear from anybody who wants a little organizing support.
2: (laughs) Lovely, and we'll make sure to link that in the show notes. And Kevin, do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners who may be struggling a bit to complete their tiding event or maybe on the fence in terms of investing in a KonMari consultant to help them dig out and choose joy
0: yeah you know it's funny i uh, everybody quotes the nike saying which is just do it i would change it just slightly and i would say just try it <laughs> because there's a lot of hesitation for a lot of reasons i clearly get why people would not want to do it and i'd say just give it a try and i just believe so much in the system so i particularly like that but i'd say just give it a try because i think it will Payoff benefits that I can't articulate that they'll discover on their own, and if if those benefits do come through, then they're going to say, "Yep, I need more of this," and then they'll continue continue along on the journey. So just try it.
1: And finally, we understand that you have a sibling special exclusively for our SparkJoy listeners. Can you tell us a little something about that?
3: Yes, we aptly named it the Ten Ten. So Kevin's a flagship game it is called Tenzi. It's a great, fun, fast dice game. And mm-hmm. I worked with Kevin this morning, and we decided that we would uh, offer a ten ten special, so that you get ten percent off of a Morganized session and a game of Tenzi. You go with that?
1: Oh, that sounds great. We will definitely put in the show notes the link for getting a hold of the ten ten special. It sounds really perfect. Thank you so much. I'd love to hear from SparkJoy
3: listeners on that one.
2: Thank you so much, Sheila and Kevin. This was so special for you to share your bond and your experience and all the tidying you guys have been doing together. Congratulations, Kevin, on your tidy home and Sheila on your business, Morganize.
0: Well, thank you very much. We uh, certainly enjoyed it. And Sheila, I look forward to your next trip back here to help me in my office. Right, Sheila?
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to Finish you up, Kev. Looking forward to it.
2: The tidying continues. Yeah. <laughs> so now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about
1: how KonMari has
2: impacted your life.
1: Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys.
2: To extend your tidying experience, you can join the Spark Joy Club.
1: Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click join the club to become a member of the SparkJoy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
2: Thanks for tuning in and we hope your day sparks joy.
1: Thank you for listening to SparkJoy with your hosts Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media Inc. or the Kamari consultant community.